guys, not to ruin the mood, but rather to open a space of honesty and vulnerability. I've been feeling so exhausted and drained lately. But before we get to that, I have really, really, really exciting news. We are finally spilling out the details about GGR or the Goal Getter Roadmap to Success, of course. And we're going to be telling you all the details on Friday. But you know that you guys are a very special portion, if I may, of my community. And we spill out the details here before usually. So we are finally launching GGR and it is a crash course for you to reach your goals, actually smash your goals. So what are you going to learn? You're going to learn how to, the quarterly system that I use to stay motivated and stay on track. You're going to learn how to read your own human design and use it for productivity. And you are going to learn mindset and habit hacks. Now, this is going to be very short and sweet, but also extremely efficient. I want you to take max three days doing this, maybe a week, so that then you can actually implement it. There are only three months left, actually less, in the year, and I want you to make 2022 your year. There's still time. And then, of course, starting 2023 in the best possible way. Now, to start this and to give you a sneak peek of how this will look like and how you may feel through this, I started a challenge, which is called Boost Your Productivity Challenge. This is actually the second challenge of the year, and I'm loving um, doing this content for you guys and sharing these processes with you guys. So you can find the Boost Your Productivity Challenge both on Instagram and on TikTok, and this one is only five days. We are on day four, so you can go ahead and find all the reels and all the tools that you need on Instagram or TikTok. Now, let's get back into this podcast because today you're going to learn how to feel productive and successful without the burnout. So as I was saying, I've been struggling to take a break and take rest. And this has been really interesting to me because I tend to rest so much and take a break whenever I find that I need it to the point that it can make others feel uncomfortable. Not me though. And this time the uncomfortable feeling was coming from me and then that was it. So I got to thinking and researching. Also, I was obviously on this loop, but I wanted to know more of why this was happening and what was changing inside of me and why the results were also being different. I sort of knew why the results were presenting themselves differently because I know that I was not connecting enough with my creative energy and not allowing my body and my rest and my body and my brain to sort of reconstruct themselves and enhance um, all of that they can give through rest. And I'm used to that also. So I knew that my body could crash at any moment and I was just sort of in this loop. I felt like a hamster on a hamster ball, if there's a way to describe it. And I was just running and running and running towards my deadlines and capitalism and self-growth and achievements and love. And oh my gosh, I was going to crash. I realized this was too much. Luckily, our bodies are so smart. When I first started this community and this whole process, it was through the healing of what I call my body memos, which is a big part of my methodology. And essentially, I think of this as sticky notes or post-its from our body to ourselves, um, especially from our mind through our body to ourselves, letting us know what's going on and what we need. And I, as you know, I'm a psychobiologist and a biologist as well. 
and an expert on neurology and mindfulness. And I've worked alongside multiple doctors and my clients and or patients to heal chronic pain and chronic um, diseases that are going on at the moment. And I will work most of the times alongside a doctor so they have the perfect combination of Western and Eastern medicine and pseudoscience. But the whole point of this is that, yes, you may need the medicaments to heal, but the true healing comes from and, and what's causing the chronic pain or the chronic illness usually will be very much rooted with our mindsets and emotions and feelings that we have not yet healed and that we're not understanding. And this is why it's so repetitive. And the world works in the same way. Whenever um, we think, why this keeps happening to me, right? And that's such a common phrase. It keeps happening because the universe and God, they're so generous and they keep trying to show you something. They want you to learn a lesson and it will not stop happening until you decide to learn the lesson. It is the same with our bodies. So with body memos, um, the thing that inspired me to create that was how I found my own my own journey to heal my migraines. And I reached a point, I was so migrained per se, but I reached a point in which I was so, my life was so controlled by my migraines that I hit rock bottom. And sadly, I I waited to that point, you know, because there was a time in which I would have maybe once or twice a month a migraine. But I let it reach to the point that I would have three to four a week. And I was so debilitated that that's when I decided to work with myself and for myself. And I always say and think, and this is my drive, that my whole point of opening up these spaces are for you to not to have to go through the same long and exhausting journeys, but rather, yes, you go through a healing journey, which, you know, we all know how they work, but you don't have to wait to hit rock bottom. You can actually grab these tools and start working now instead of waiting until what we think or fear is our worst moment. And I want you to also save time, right, to use it and utilize it in the most efficacious and wonderful possible way so that you're not going through this through years and years and years, but rather you start figuring it out, you start understanding the cues and the signals, and you just work better and better for yourself. So as I said, I was feeling like a hamster on a hamster roll, running towards all of these deadlines and capitalism, and our bodies are just freaking smart. They are brilliant. And I've trained myself to listen to it. I mean, our bodies are an expert after all. You know, they are experts of whatever's going on. We don't even control much of it. It just goes. There's so much involuntary movement and involuntary things, but they are happening so that we can keep on functioning. And I like to think of her or use the analogy of our bodies sort of like a, a road trip, right? And we are on this road trip of life and we're taking a car. And if you don't stop, right? For, to get gas. If you don't stop for maintenance, then the car eventually is just going to crash. And we, for some reason, are trained and invited by culture and the world to just do that with our bodies, you know, to treat it as, as a car that's just somehow going to keep going without the maintenance and without the gasoline. And that's just not going to happen. So I do want you to take a second and think on how are you treating your body and your mind and your emotions and maybe how is that affecting you today 
how does that play a role in you not yet reaching your goals? If you need to take a pause, pause this episode and journal what I just told you, use that prompt and get to know yourself. And then when you're back, we are going to keep on talking about this. So I usually advise and truly believe that you do have time and that you can make time. The difference is that you're choosing not to and you're putting on sort of this victim role and this victim identity and not prioritizing well. And I know all the phrases of, hey, but I actually don't have time. No, but you don't understand. I'm running out of time. And I also know that I'm not a mom because I do work with a lot of moms, but I work with them. A lot of my clients, I'd say 60% are moms. And while they may not have 60 whole minutes every day for themselves, just for mindfulness, and then extra time for life and achieving goals. And on top of that, the full-time job that it is to be a parent, they do make the time. They do choose to make the time, even if it is for just five minutes. And I don't like to think of it as just five minutes because in the end, those five minutes or 10 or even just two before maybe you shower will allow you to reconnect yourself, reconnect with yourself. And the more connected that you are with yourself, the better human that you will be and the better parent in this case that you will be. In my case, I like to think the better boss that I will be, the better wife that I I will be, the better daughter, sister, friend, coach, the better therapy that I will provide. So even if it is five or 10 minutes, make the time, prioritize it well. You can go back to the journaling prompt that I just gave you and go through your answer and think of the patterns that you have been committed to until today and how they are manifesting themselves and how they are driving and generating results. What are those results? Are those the results that you're wishing for or are those the results that you're acting for? Now, another game changer also is that my methodology is not only about say 30 minutes in the morning and a mindfulness routine in the morning. And yes, you hear me talking a lot about the mindfulness routine and I find it crucial, but my methodology is not just about 30 minutes in the morning or say why you're thankful, three things or three reasons why you're grateful at night. My methodology is about choosing mindfulness as a lifestyle. Think about it as a healthy diet, right? We tend to hear, right? Like, we, we go through so many fad diets, right? I see, I don't know, ads and hear people talking about them. And they can be a little bit of a trigger for me because I do think that we can hear bodies, connect with them and find what works for you. But also there is no need to go through a fad diet, um, rather incorporating decisions into your life that will create a healthy lifestyle with balance also, right? And to me, mindfulness is just the same. It is something that we choose to do every day and that becomes sort of part of your identity and of who you are. This minutes, this moments, how you receive life, how you handle um, aversive situations will be so intrinsically linked to mindfulness. And so if you choose it constantly and you are being consistent with it, you are going to be maybe not only 1% better every day, but 10% better. And I know that at times it is challenging to see that and to acknowledge our growth 
but it is there. And I promise you that if you are showing up for yourself and you are incorporating mindfulness tools into your life and choosing them as part of who you are, you will see a humongous change. Allow yourself to just be and integrate and try it out and test and then look back three months from there and then six and then one year and then five and oh my gosh, you will see huge growth. But to get back to my point, my initial point of this episode is that I felt something that I had never felt before, truly. And I hope you don't find me unrelatable with what I'm about to say, but I had never felt as if there was not even time for a 30-minute break or a five-minute break on a day because there was a deadline. Never. Up until now, I was I had always prioritized and understood that it enhances your work as a catalyst for a better result. And even in college, when I felt stuck with advanced physiology one and two classes, um, I would go to the gym every time I would be studying and I didn't remember how something worked and why that was happening, or I couldn't figure out a homework the first thing that I would do would be, well, maybe first I would get a little bit frustrated, absolutely. But then it was just sort of this mechanism that I figured out that worked for myself and my mind. I would not think about it much. I would just change, go to the gym, even if it was 10 p.m. or 10.30 p.m., allow myself to release and reconnect and have endorphins and not think about this for a moment, listen to music. And sometimes it was just a 10-minute workout. Sometimes it was 45 minutes but then I would come back or go upstairs, shower, get back to my homework. And I swear it was almost like magic. Things would just make sense. It would just work out. And this is how I think of goals and even manifestation. And this is why I created this program, the Goal Getter Roadmap to Success, because we are sold constantly the idea that things work like magic and that you just have to envision things and that you can just quit your job. And it's not about that. Yes, things will feel like magic, but when you choose the right things, when you choose to show up for yourself, when you choose to learn the correct things, and when you when you choose to implement the right tools that are truly working for you, then yes, it will feel like magic. But it is not an act of magic. What it is, is a result from your autonomy, from your choices. You are choosing to identify yourself with a different identity, your true identity, that will then drive thoughts. And these thoughts will generate emotions. And these emotions will be the drive to your decision-making that will then allow the results to manifest themselves in the physical realm, in your reality. So it all comes down to one thing, your choice of what you're identifying yourself with. And I like to think as if you're identifying yourself with your own cheerleader or if you're identifying yourself as your own victim. Essentially, what I'm telling you is, are you choosing to lift yourself up as a best friend would do? Or are you choosing to stay stuck and keep yourself feeling stuck and stagrant? So throughout all of this research and understanding these things and realizing that I was feeling something that I had never felt before, but I will say it allowed me to understand even better and further and become even a better coach for my clients and or patients. Hence, I came across three things. The first one is that it is easier to do the work. And when I say work, I mean healing and getting to know yourself at our rock bottom. Now hear me out. 
I'm not saying that being at rock bottom is the easiest thing, but asking for help, it is. Because you just feel so hopeless at that time that you'll take whatever tool that you can get. You'll take whatever it is. Most people, actually 97% of people, go to therapy because they've reached rock bottom or believe or feel as if they've reached rock bottom. And that's when you'll show up. That's when it's easy because you feel like nothing else will help you. So you just, you're giving it all a try. But the true work, the maintaining of this work to be able to sustain all the tools that you're learning and all the healing that you're doing is done on a daily basis. That is a true show up. When you wake up in the morning and you choose to grab your glass of water and show up for yourself instead of staying for 30 minutes scrolling through TikTok or Instagram. That is a true show up. When you are in the middle of a conversation and people start criticizing and you that is not something that you enjoy doing anymore and you either change the topic or say that you don't feel comfortable doing that or stand up, that is the true show up. That is the true work. When you're feeling like you're fearing something and you don't know how to move forward, but you decide to take action and you hear yourself and you go through the motions and you listen to your emotions and acknowledge fear, that is a true show up. It is done on a daily basis. It is harder done on a daily basis because it is more comfortable maybe to understand that this is how we're feeling and we feel comfortable and we feel like, you know, we did all the work already and you just kind of go through with it. And it is easier to not grab your journal or to not meditate or to not reach out for help. The true work is done consistently. And that to me is a true show up. We hear so much about show up. It doesn't matter. You just have to show up. It's all about showing up, showing up how? Because yes, oftentimes showing up means regardless of the fear that you're feeling, you take action. Regardless of the possibilities that thing may not work out, you still show up. But sometimes it's the opposite. Showing up for yourself may mean at times and multiple times to show up for yourself, to rest, to take a pause, to integrate what you're going through, to understand, to acknowledge your emotions. And that is actually, that is also showing up. And sometimes that may be even harder than to just keep going through the motions and taking action. This is why it is so important to equilibrate both of our energies, whether you call them feminine or masculine, or you've been listening to the podcast for a while, or you're a student of mine or a patient of mine, you know that I call them strategic and creative energies, but this is why it's so important to equilibrate these two energies. And trust me when I tell you that just as it is easier to seek for help when we reach rock bottom, it is also easier to take action than it is to take a pause. Now, the second part of this is that when you're shushing yourself, you're hiding in a closet, hiding in a closet by a job, by fear of what others may say, by fear of failure, by the idea that your values measure on how much you produce and how busy you are. But the truth is you're hiding in an emotional closet. And this is unfair to your dreams. And it is also unfair to the rest of us. You know, you came here for a reason, and I am a true believer that we all have a purpose and that all of, for everyone, the purpose in life is to 
be happy and you do this by serving and the only way that you actually serve is by finding your purpose and this is when things just click you know there's a point in life i'm not saying it's all sunshines and butterflies and rainbows but there is a point in life that when you reach and you find your purpose and you utilize your passions as vehicles instead of passion hopping things just come more naturally to you and you feel as if you're just talented for something and this talent is because you are connected to your purpose. And this is why I am so passionate about this new program, the Goal Getter Roadmap to Success, because I am teaching you to stop passion hopping and instead focus on your purpose, understand it, and use your passions as vehicles and get the most out of yourself to be the most efficacious and productive and wholesome and mindful human being out there that there can be. There is a saying by Mark Twain that I love, and I think it really relates to this point. And it goes, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. The second portion, this is your purpose. And this is, of course, what I'll teach you farther and deeper on GGR. And now the third and last point is that being content is not the same as being complacent. And this is something that I heard from author Jenna Kutcher. I am a huge fan of hers. If you are too, please shoot me a DM. We can fangirl together. But anyway, she's truly smart. I admire who she is and what she stands for. And when I heard this, it really clicked. Because I am someone that despises mediocrity. I don't like feeling mediocre. But also being content is not the same as being mediocre just as it is not the same as being complacent. Being content is an act of mindfulness. It's an act of acknowledgement of what you have, of what you're experiencing, and how to integrate it into your life. Being content is a true act of gratefulness, of feeling grateful and appreciating what you have, and not only observing it, but living it, experiencing it. So, Aim to not confuse that being content with where you're at right now with mediocrity because sometimes that is the best time to learn. I remember when I first started my business, I had these huge goals and my father to me is someone truly important in life and in my professional career as well. And I trust his word and his experience and oftentimes I call him for financial advice and I remember telling him all of these goals. And he's since I was a kid, he's told me, you are capable of anything and you can reach anything you want if you put on the work for it. If you show yourself. And obviously as a kid, you know, there were things also that I wanted. And he'd say, for example, if I wanted, um, I don't know, more ballet lessons or personalized classes of, or, of whatever, he would tell us also, you can do it and you deserve it. Show me that you deserve it and we'll find a way. And I love that I was raised like that and I still believe that. And when I show him all of these goals and these charts that I have, he said, this is all awesome and you can reach it and you will be able to do it. But don't aim to skip steps because there is a process and you learn so much on the process. And I find that oftentimes I see clients and people just selling this idea of growth, 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 growth. And we are going to have more episodes coming on this, especially of the mistakes that we can do on our self-growth journey. But for today's episode, I want you to keep in mind that when we get so stuck in just growing, 
we often forget to take a pause and appreciate what we've created and also to learn from it. And as I stated before in this episode, if not, some lessons will just keep repeating themselves and it will become a pattern. So take time to not only pause, but also to be present in the process of things because there are so many lessons along the way and they tend to be very generous and very wonderful. Now, I know why you're all here, productivity hacks, and we are going to get right into it. So I'm done with the three things that I found out through my research and experience. Um, And now we're going to go through five things, five productivity hacks that you can use and implement. But I don't promise this will be as good as the Goal Getter Roadmap or the upcoming program that's called the Virtual Coaching Academy, but I will try my best to give my best also for you and so that you can get um, you can get rolling and you can get this action moving forward. So the first step, I want to begin with also the first day of the five-day Boost Your Productivity Challenge, and this is by implementing my 21420 method. So I'm going to repeat this. It's 21420 method. What does this mean? It's that you are going to divide your day with 20 minutes, one hour, four hours, 20 minutes. So the first 20 minutes are for planning out your day. And you can do this journaling or in a Google Calendar or in Asana, but I do recommend that you, even if you have everything electronically, take your time to journal things do a to-do list or things that you want to hear or whatever it is, how you want to plan out your day, but do write it down physically too. And maybe use a journal prompt, but use 20 minutes to plan out your day. The next is separating one hour for emails. And if you are in the creative world like I am or a content creator, also to answer DMs. Why? Because when we are answering emails and messages all day long, we are constantly on responsive mode and this can lead to a defensive attribute to our personality and we don't want that. We don't want to be defensive. So um, also your brain will work a lot better and allow yourself to work faster, produce better when you're actually working and in this moment when you're responding, you will analyze better and you'll see how much faster you produce and how much better you give. So 20 minutes to prepare your day, one hour for emails and DMs, and then four hours to work. In this four hours, I want you to actually work, 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 work. Give it your all. Be fully focused. If you need, you can use binaural bits for concentration. Um, You can also use the Pomodoro method. There are plenty of apps out there in which And you can change your times, but generally I do 40 minutes of work and then five minutes of rest. And then again, and I do that four times and then I take a longer break and then I keep going. Now, there are days that I'll do 20 minutes and then there are days that I, it could seem as if I'm hustling and it's just three hours or four hours that I'm just going, 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 and I don't really take a break, but I just do so much better. And this is the method that has allowed me to work on average 20 hours a week, four days a week instead of when I was working 40 plus hours a week and I am producing a lot more and a lot better. And lastly, the last portion is 20 minutes and I want you to step outside on this 20 minutes. It could be stepping outside of your work area, but ideally I want you to step outside of the space that you're in and go into, I don't know, getting some sunshine or connecting, doing some grounding work. Try to leave your phone out of this and just disconnect 
like this podcast, disconnect to connect. Um, now, someone on TikTok asked me, what about if you have kids and work? What will be the best structure? And this is an awesome question because I know that um, sometimes we don't control our work and we do have clock in and clock out and whatnot, but you can accommodate this method to yourself. So for instance, you still wake up 20 minutes before, maybe say 20 minutes before your kid will wake up or um, when you drop off your kid, then then use your 20 minutes um, or while your kid is having breakfast, whatever will work best for you. And this is something that only you and you will know because you will also feel it. Parents have great um, developed intuition. So use it at your, at your favor. And then this one hour for emails and DMs, you can start your day like that. And this will actually most likely help people a lot because they will feel listened to, say your team members or your coworkers or your boss or whatnot. They will feel like you are starting your day listening to them and you are, and you're getting to know what's needed for the day and responding. And also if you do this all the time, then things should be just organized. Now I do have a client that she has a 40 hour, a little bit pause, um, schedule per week. She actually works for Christian Dior. So for Dior and we are working on this, she's implementing the method and the last 20 minutes of what we're doing, which is the first step, but we're doing it differently is that she is ending her day using 20 minutes to plan out her next day. So you can accommodate as best as this works for you. Now, if you're someone that will need to respond to emails more than just one hour a day, then space it up. Use one hour at the beginning of the day or maybe 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And then before lunch break or after lunch break, set 20 or 30 minutes again for emails. And then before you close, again, um, use minutes for emails. But no one needs a response right away. And when there is, then allow yourself and maybe ask or put out in your signature if this needs, is this urgent or needs an immediate response, um, please add URG on your subject line or something like that. So the whole point of this, as I said, just like mindfulness should be a lifestyle. It's the same with this. This method and all the things I will teach you, I will show you how to incorporate them into your life. Now on GGR, we will also do this through your own human design and you will learn how to read it. So it will be even better. Now I want to give you a life hack for this. You can also have a sticky note or a post-it right next to you um, I usually put mine on my right side. I don't know why. And I just write random things that I remember that I also want to do. So for instance, pick up dry cleaning, um, buy lemons for my warm water in the morning, whatever it is. I just write them down on the side. And sometimes I leave 20 or maybe an hour, 20 minutes or 60 minutes for this miscellaneous things that also need to get done. Now, the second step is I want you to get to know yourself and I want you to do this through journaling. And I also want you to create a system for this. Now, my favorite way to do this is um, printing out a calendar. It doesn't need to be fancy and also having your journal and using highlighters. So you'll need three colors for for this. And you'll have one color for when you had a great day, another color for when it was a challenging day, and another color for when it was a hard day. And I want each day that you ask yourself, how did I react? What can I do better next time? And what would I like to do now? I'm going to repeat this. The three questions are, how did I react? What can I do better next time? And what would I like to do now? 
And with the system, you're going to start understanding your patterns. How do you react when it is a great day? How do you react when it is a challenging day? And how do you react when it is a hard day? And you will be able to start implementing better tools and be a better person. Now, the whole point of having a printed out calendar too is so that you can track this and it is also easier for you to go to your journal and figure out um, how you were acting on those days. And if you want, you can get even more creative and add more info on this um, for instance, I do this, but I do this th through my watch. Um, I track down also my mood swings and my libido. And I find this so important, especially female that are here on this podcast. Hi, shout out to you. Shout out to you guys too. But um, I struggled for so long for a while um, with my sexuality and my libido and connecting with this. Once you calibrate your strategic and your creative energy is super important. So allow yourself to get to know yourself. Now, the third one is to do a list of things that drain you and a list of things that inspire you. And then I want you to choose 10 of the things that inspire you. I call this a cultivation circle and I work on my with my clients on this. Um, they get a whole worksheet and you will learn about this on GGR. But you can do it your way. So I want you to choose 10 things that are easy for you and that they inspire you and enlighten you and keep that list close to you, maybe on your mirror, on your phone, on your nightstand. And whenever you're feeling down or drained, use that list to reconnect with yourself. Now, the fourth point or fourth productivity hack is to calibrate your strategic and creative energies. This is crucial. Like I can't stress this enough. We as humans are constantly looking for balance, equilibrium, homeostasis. It is the same with our energies. And you'll see this on day three of the challenge as well. And you will see a list that you can use. So if you want, go ahead and join the challenge now. Or if you're already on it, awesome. I'm going to tell you what to comment soon. And then lastly, the fifth step is to track your goals. Now, this is the whole point of GGR, the Goal Getter Roadmap to Success. Um, on this program, I teach you the actual system that I use um, to understand cause and effect, but I do want you to work on this. In fact, my thesis um, of my master's on psychobiology and cognitive neurology was all about the role of dopamine on brain functions. And one of the things that I learned the most was how dopamine is obviously so related to learning, motivation, motivation, and reward. And I'm not going to give you a whole class on this. Don't worry. This is not going to get too sciency. But I do need you to find your own cues, find your own stimuli, and also connect with your long-term goals and have multiple smaller rewards as well. Trust me, these three things are key. And to finish this off, I do want to give you a hack. So you can do an achievement calendar. I love doing these. And with an achievement calendar, what you'll do is you'll write down all the, all the things that you have already achieved. And don't think only big here. Think small. Like today, I showed up for myself doing this. Today, I decided to sleep in sometimes that is an achievement if you struggle with creative energy and resting. Um, today, I expressed how I felt. And then, of course, I reached, um, I, I got five new clients. I got my raise. I got a bonus, whatever it is. Just write all of these things down on your calendar. Now, 
Um, I want you to comment, as we do on all of the episodes, a lightning emoji on my last post. So if you go to the emoji section, you can write down lightning or you can go to the nature portion of it and you'll see the yellow lightning. And I want you to comment this on the reel of day three of Booster Productivity Challenge because this is what I want you to feel like, like this awesome force like lightning is and that you are just this force of light as well. Now, I know that a lot of you have questions on the Goal-Getter Roadmap to Success program. So I wanted to ask you guys first, should I do a live on Instagram on Friday? Let me know. DM me, please, if you want me to do a live and I can answer questions and express myself better and um, explain better also the program. But I do want you to know the price point because this for me is the best gift that I can give you. Um, As I said, we have only three months left in the year and I find that insane, but also pretty encouraging. And what I, what we decided with the team, because we are launching the virtual coach Academy soon, and that obviously has a higher price point. I decided that I still wanted to give you an opportunity to finish off well, 2022 and to start in an excellent form and at a great pace, 2023. And I said, how can I do this? So my idea and what we came up with is to do it at a very, very, very accessible price point. And drumroll, please. The price for the first three days of GGR will be only $57, which is insane. I've never, this, this is a price point that I've never had and it won't stay there forever. But for the first three days, you can sign up for $57 and listen to this. This can also work as part of your payments if you decide to join the Virtual Coach Academy. This will go towards your payment of the Virtual Coach Academy, which is crazy. And then after those three days, it will still remain very accessible, but it will go back to its regular price of $97. Now, also with this with the launching of GGR, there is a one-time only opportunity to join a live class in which we will go further into all of these things. And also there is space and time for a Q&A with me. So I will be answering all of your questions. If you made it all the way to the end, I want to thank you for being here, for showing up, for being part of the community of Disconnect to Connect and my community in general. I really appreciate you. And I want you to know that however you're feeling, it is valid. Please, please, please validate your emotions. Understand why you're feeling like that. Feel free to DM me. Just know that you are loved, that you're appreciated, and that you are important, and that you have a really, really wonderful thing that you can give to this world, and that is your purpose. And I hope that I can help you find it by each episode and to see you on GGR. Now, a lot of love and a lot of light, and have a wonderful week.